Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Whale Nerds Podcast. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Eric and Caitlin. Hey, everyone. Hello. And this is episode number 27. Yes, it is. Woo! <laughs> and uh, I just thought about something really crazy. What? So you guys know about the beluga whales that they ship to Iceland for the sanctuary? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear about this. What happened? Well, I don't know their names, but they ship two beluga whales from captivity, and... They are in Iceland in a sanctuary. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. So when they fly these beluga whales in the plane, is the pressure in the water change when they're way up high? Oh, good question. Boom. <laughs> Science all over you guys. <laughs> now what? Um, I think it does. Yeah. Well, they're not like totally submerged in water the whole flight, are they? They're like kind of halfway in water. Oh, no. oh, true. It's not like they're under, under like because they're deep. in the sling. It's not right? like there's a giant tank in the plane, right? But oh. they gotta get, they gotta. Plus, feel the pressure. water's heavy, so I'm sure they put them in a sling and only put them in enough water to like keep them cooled off. Yeah, not really yeah. exactly sure how. So they then they would feel the air pressure because they're in the cargo hold. Well, if they were coming from anywhere in North America, it's like a 11 hour. Well, I guess if they're on the East Coast, it's only like a six hour flight to Iceland. But from here, it's like almost eight hours or nine hours. Yeah. It's a long time in a plane. You know, I just read that part in the book, um, Orcas, how we came to know and love the ocean's greatest predator about the first killer. The first cetacean to go on a plane was a killer whale flying to Europe for a captive industry. Really interesting. Yeah. From where to where? From British Columbia or from Washington. I don't know if they flew it out of Canada or U.S., but uh-huh. it flew to... Um, I don't remember. I think might have been Spain. Uh-huh. And it was a 6,000-pound whale. It was the heaviest animal to ever fly in a plane. Really? Still? Uh, not. I'm sure they've transported bigger killer oh, yeah, whales since then. Uh-huh. Like, Keiko was heavier than that when they flew him to Iceland. Hmm. How much elephants weigh? Like, 15,000 pounds? The biggest ones? Are, uh, like, an African elephant, I think, is 15,000. Yeah, they're the biggest. Not How sure much does a killer whale weigh full-grown? About 12,000. Yeah. Oh, really? An elephant's technically bigger than it weighs No, no, more no. Than... What? what? 15,000 for an elephant? No, that's way off. No, because they say, I didn't say that I said they say that the blue whale's orca. tongue weighs as much as the African elephant, which is fifteen thousand pounds. Hmm. Do we have any elephantologists out there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's freaking elephants that swim in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I want to get an Asian underwater elephants. shot of those. Yeah. Is there any wild ones left in Thailand? Do you yeah. think there are? Yeah, there are Asian elephants left. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Is that considered a marine marine mammal then? <laughs> I'm giving Slater a funny look right now. What? <laughs> if it's swimming in the like ocean, the I'm calling. Pigs that it. swim in the Caribbean are they marine mammals too? Yeah, they could be. Hey, weren't those the pigs on Fire Festival? <laughs> they were, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. We haven't made a Fire Festival that. joke in a while. They're, the They're in the Bahamas pigs. all the time, dude. <laughs> Not just for Fire Festival. Right. I mean, they were there for that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Did they, okay. How much is that full-grown African bull elephant weigh? Um. Okay. I'm googling it. I'm not an elephant um, tologist, but. Well, while you Google that. Oh, man, it's in kilograms. I can't do math. Okay, well, while you're kilogramming it, <laughs> let's give a huge shout out to Robbie Mueller for yeah. one, being a boss and always Woo! supporting our page. Oh, yeah, but thank now, you, Robbie. He also supported us on Patreon. Oh, nice. Did we have, I guess we didn't even tell Eric. <laughs> Eric, you need, lo- you need to log into the, the, the apps. Yeah, I'll, I'll start doing that. We'll get Eric a login. I'm an old man. I don't do social media. Yeah, you do? No, I don't. You can DM but everything's, Eric on everything's Instagram. Private, that's but about it. Everything's private. 
But thank you, Robbie. We really appreciate it. Yeah, two Patreon followers. Oh, here we go. Backtracking again. African bush elephant, 13,000. Yeah. Yeah. It says, this chart I'm looking at says up to the heaviest was 15,400 pounds. Wow. So I was right. But this was like right at the same time that the killer whale captive industry was starting to go worldwide. This is also when elephants started to be acquired by zoos worldwide. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And water, if you really think about it, they actually transport the water. Each gallon yeah, of water, have, salt yeah. water is what, eight to nine pounds? Yeah, so yeah. that gets what real heavy at, real quick. Oh, uh, we'll talk about this later. It was that entanglement report. We can talk about it right now. Okay. Yeah, we can. Okay. We'll, we'll get the sad stuff out <laughs> Yeah, so, then we'll talk about how awesome the week's been. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Noah actually uh, just a few days ago released their uh, every year they released a report on the previous year about the entanglement it's basically uh, it's the west coast whale entanglement summary so it looks like in uh, 2018 we had uh, 46 confirmed entanglements and a lot of people when we say 46 always go oh no you know that doesn't sound right it has to be more than that this is what is observed and confirmed don't forget there's a lot of things out in the ocean that happen that man never sees Oh, Who's wow. is, oh, we just noticed that. <laughs> Whose name is that on that photo? We just happened what? to open Who's the report, and so I didn't even realize. I was like, photo. I'm looking from afar, and I'm like, that looks like my photo. I'm pretty sure I remember that whale. Yeah, so Slater's photo is actually um, <laughs> on the cover of this entanglement report with the uh, with the permit number on there. But, um, yeah, you can actually find this. It's probably already on the NOAA site. It's 2018 uh, West Coast Whale Summer. It's kind of depressing, but it kind of gives you the, the data of what's been going on, and it's obviously – going to you know help us better protect these whales but 46 confirmed entanglements and once again that's what's seen by humans there's who you know a lot of things happen offshore that we never get to see but then you get uh, further into it and actually list the the species uh there's a few that are unidentified uh humpbacks blues and grays is what they have here and then, do they give a, a total number of humpbacks? Like, let's just say humpbacks. Uh, yeah. So it goes. It was thirty-four humpbacks, eleven grays, and one other, which were probably the unidentified animals. Yeah. So forty-six confirmed total. Was and there then, any blue whales? Uh, no. Oh yeah, one blue in July, but it's in parentheses, so there's probably a, a that's situation a lot of whales that. entangled. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they tried it their best to also identify the gear too. This also helps us, you know, figure out what's going on out there and how we can maybe resolve these issues. But California Dungeness crab commercial traps uh, were seen on these animals. Washington Dungeness crab traps, Oregon, mm-hmm. and then a few other from states unknown. They they seem to be crab and spot pond spot spot prawn traps, and even a few uh, gillnets. Yeah, the gray yeah. whales had some trouble with the gillnets at the end of 2018. Um, the thing with the gear is the Dungeness crab fishery in Oregon, Washington, California is one of the best identified gear types as far as the fishermen mark their gear the best. So a lot of people are like, oh, Dungeness hey, crab is the, is the worst. But, I mean, in some ways, yes, it is one of the leading causes because they set the gear right where the whales tend to be. But it's also one of the most know, easily huh? identified <laughs> types of gear too because the fishermen market really well so yeah. there is a little bit of bias there in the data and the and noah does a good job of explaining that too slater's photos are all over this thing is there, that your picture of scarlet too uh no that's, that's actually that's marks, marks. Oh, okay. um so 34 whales were entangled humpbacks 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 yeah 46 total confirmed so it's almost two or more a month mm-hmm. yeah they actually have breaking it down by months so 
it seems like when our humpbacks, once it warms up, August, September, well, let's see, not really, but August, September, October, November, December had uh, entanglements. Yeah, April, May. Okay. June. So this is a neat chart. You got to look it over. But crab season during the winter. So think mm-hmm. about how many of those left and came <clears throat> back with crab pots. Or that was gear that was lost and then the whale uh, picked it up. I mean, they say that probably like 5 to 10% of the gear gets lost every year. And when you're looking at, you know, 300,000 crab pots off the Oregon coast, that's a lot of pots that go missing. Did you say how many? Yeah. 300,000? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. They set, no way. They set hundreds of thousands of pots off the Oregon coast. Yeah. I, I, was, I thought you said 300. And I was like, okay, that's normal. No, no. That's and then keep in mind, everyone, I know people like to, you know, demonize the, the, the crab fishermen. But, you know, keep in mind that a lot of these crab fishermen voluntarily... <clears throat> Uh, go to meetings and stuff like that with uh, NOAA officials to do their best to try to, you know, make these issues uh, minimum. Well, and this year in California, too, I mean, the Dungeness Crab Working Group, which is mostly crab fishermen, um, did agree on a closure in mid-April when the, the whales and the gear were overlapping too much. NOAA actually converted the use of the Whale Alert app. Um, which was originally for shipping lane stuff. Mm-hmm. They converted it that. to then report on where whales were in relation to fishing gear, and there was just too much overlap being reported in places like Monterey Bay, and so they closed mm-hmm. the crab fishing early. Mm-hmm. So well, a little yeah. bit of progress. There's but, so many whales here during that yeah. time. A little bit of progress, but, yeah, I mean, we're still – that's – like Slater said, it's more than – it's like yeah. two whales a month. So that's what's, the, what's the latest on that? ropeless gear we hear rumors that it's getting cheaper then some people say that's not true it's still expensive does anyone know? i don't know they're testing it on the east coast i haven't really heard any reports with yet and yeah with blue uh blue crab and lobster right whales. Okay. yeah man the right whales are off to a rough start yeah. this season as well a lot of it's ship strike but some of it's entanglement Ugh. too i've also seen um whales uh, i know like one i can vividly remember is a gray whale off newport from the drone and it runs right into a lobster trap right there in front of the, like, right off the jetty, mm-hmm. you know? And it hits it, and then, like, once it hits it, it like, it, it, like I think it hit it, like, on his peck fin or something, and then it, like, kicked so hard, mm-hmm. and then it, like, got caught on the tail for, like, just a second, and then it came off because he didn't, like, twist into it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just shows you because I think when they feel something that's not, like, easy to move, right. like, kelp that, you yeah. know, they can break in half, that uh, they, 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 it felt funny, and then they just kicked really hard, yeah. and it, it scares them. Yeah. So that's an, another thing they're testing on the East Coast is the, um, every, I think, 20 feet or so, they have like a break point. So mm-hmm. when the whales do thrash like that, they have these snap. these weak points in the line and it will break mm-hmm. because the whales apply, you know, thousands of pounds of force when they thrash like that to get the gear off. But the new ropes that fishermen use, which last them longer, are also a lot harder to break. Mm. Do you think that, remember that day that we, me, you, and Britt picked up like how many pounds of yeah, fishing first year. Or oh, of, yeah. Uh, yeah. blue steel. Yeah. Do you think that they, you know how they kelp? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they ever do that with rope, if they see it and start doing Maybe. that. Probably. I mean, I picked up like a thousand feet of free floating line one time out in yeah. the middle of the bay too. There's even some talk that some of these whales are approaching it on purpose. Uh, gray, younger, gray whales, humpback whales, younger whales will sometimes check it out, you know? There's even talk that that might be happening, too. One season, we had crab stuff real late into the year. Like, the crabbing was okay, and so the fishermen were still fishing. And killer whales, like, three or four different times kept investigating the gear. And, like, one time they yanked it, I think with their mouth. (laughs) I was just like, oh, my gosh. It was so stressful to watch. It was, like, three little ones just messing with it. (laughs) 
We and when I was watching that um, white killer whale, uh-huh. part of the pod was playing with a buoy. We kept mm. watching it go down, and then they were breaching by it too. Mm-hmm. No. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think they're very smart. Yeah, Liner like, got I've seen a white pod on him it. for like ten minutes. Really? One time. Wow. He got it off, but uh-huh. yeah, he had one wrapped on his dorsal fin. Wow. I uh, I saw white tides. I got, I had the drone up, and they were pulling. But I didn't get it. They had mm-hmm. stopped, of course, right when I got it up, you know. Mm-hmm. But they were pulling a buoy down right in front of uh, a lobster buoy. Yeah. Right in front of Newport. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of these interaction with them and the, these. The tooth whales. These traps and stuff are on purpose. I mean, we see them play with kelp all the time. Like the other day we had that. Were you with me? No. A little kelping <laughs> humpback whale out there and out in the middle of nowhere. So never know. Maybe sometimes they don't know. I love going. when they start playing. Like when it's a good. See, you guys don't get good kelp patties here. Like ours that break off the islands. Yeah. Like ours are like big down to, or not ours, but like we down south. We used to, but now our kelp is really low the last two years in Monterey. But we used to get huge kelp patties. I feel like it should break off here with how rough the water gets. Well, I think that, so that first winter you were here, Slater, we had those huge swells. Remember the like 20, yeah. 30 yeah, foot seas? Yeah, that was crazy. That ripped all the kelp off. And mm-hmm. then the urchins really took a stronghold after that winter. Yeah. And so we just haven't really had good kelp cover since then. I think this year was pretty bad too. I heard even the someone said the abalone farm was even having trouble finding kelp to feed their animals. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But what you can do instead of just feeling like you're in despair is if you are in the U.S. and you see an entangled whale, there are phone numbers you can call or you can hail the Coast Guard on Channel 16. Yeah. Um, On the West Coast, it's what is it? One eight seven seven SOS Whale. Something like that. Oh, yeah. one eight seven. Actually, that works for all of the U.S. one eight seven seven sos whale which is one eight seven 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 six seven nine four two five. And as you just said, yeah, Channel 16 is usually universal here in the U.S. for uh, is, the, is the channel that the U.S. Coast Guard monitors. Yeah. And then the other thing that is helpful for Noah to file the reports is if you have your GPS location, pictures, um, anything. Yeah. yeah. Pictures of the gear and the um, gear on the whale. So if you have any trailing buoys and then um, photos of where it's wrapped on the whale's body. And then if you can stay with the whale until a vessel can come relieve you, that's awesome. If not, yeah, you know, so you just try and get as that. much information as you can. <laughs> that was one of the best trips of my life. Yeah. So what happens, folks, is the reason why they want you to document obviously location and uh all that other good stuff like uh photos and stuff like that that way the entanglement team knows what to expect and what equipment they should have with them and uh whatever you do even though we all love animals do not try to go in there yourself no please don't the whale gets really stressed and it's really big and strong it's not recommended to go and disentangle it yourself yeah definitely leave that up to the professionals yeah, I'll do it for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of us get that feeling like we should just go in there. But oh my god, that day we stood on the beach yeah. for freaking hours. Oh my god, that was painful. For yeah. hours, we're watching this whale because I kept putting anchored. the drone up, and he was like tied to the bottom. In fact, is that where this picture's from? I don't was even know day? if we honestly could have swam out. Like we had to go through rocks and like so much stuff. Right that might have yeah. been that anchored that that whale day? photo. This picture might no. actually be from that. No, it's not that day. That's from a no. different one. That okay, so. Well, yeah, that day was really tough that we were with that whale. I know, Slater of, and I were there uh, for... Where was it, like Pebble Beach or something? Or yeah, no? yeah, we were inside the 17 Bird Rock, drive. Seal Rock, one of the yeah. rocks. Yeah. yeah. But no, this... So in the photo on this catalog is the day that you and I were on the all-day trip with Kate. We oh, got asked day? to stay with the whale. We went 20 miles with uh-huh. it. And then we were out of our range, and we had to turn 
back, not because of like trip time, but because of we can only go 20 miles from Safe yeah. Harbor. And then um, we ended up turning around. But this this whale right here, it just had it lightly on the peck fin, and it was just a, like a line. There was nothing trailing behind it. Mm -hmm. So we think it was just a little piece of rope on yeah, the peck fin. So like it wasn't actually. The whale may have been able to shed the Yeah, like itself. eventually, like if you look, it looks like. You can actually see it here, yeah. It's like bare. It looks like it's barely on. Blue like it's, steel. It's it almost looks on like a barnacle like a, or something. Yeah, exactly. It looks like it's on yeah. the top of barnacles almost. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but we ended up turning around after staying with that whale and we had like. The best. Lunge feeding. Lunging ever. Best lighting. Into the sunset. Yeah. That's yeah. your reward for doing your good deed for the day. Karma. Yes. That's yes. what we always say. Help out animals. Pick up trash. And sometimes <laughs> it seems like you get, you receive a reward. <laughs> yes. That, that picture I got was the first time I ever got on a cover of a magazine. What? Is it this one? The lunch. No, oh, the, the lunch out. feed oh, yeah. from the Australian yeah. magazine. It's not even lunch feeding. He's just going up. Like, yeah. head like high the up. ones that don't do it, you know? Yeah. Is that from the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. bathroom shot. The bathroom shot. If you Everybody. guys know, don't know what we're talking about, go back to our special guest with Kate Cummings one. Do I talk about it on there? Yeah, we talk. We the talk yeah, because we talk about the, her boat. Oh. And she's like, oh, yeah, our bathroom. Yeah, the Slater the bathroom is occupied <laughs> the whole time. There's whales. Slater and Doug and Kate, yeah, the best bathroom shots. Yeah. We're out of that. We're out of that. that um, life jacket life room. Jacket room. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> yeah, because you're really Secrets of the high the spirits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys. So, yeah, so this is going on. I ju we just mentioned entanglement teams, too. We're, in fact, we're just talking amongst ourselves. Maybe one day we can have someone here maybe talk about in detail the techniques and stuff. It's kind of mm -hmm. fascinating. Yeah, and yeah. there's I, – I only know of the California teams and then Center for Coastal Studies kind of covers the northeastern seaboard. Mm -hmm. I don't know how far up north they go. I would think they go all the way up to Maine, but – um, they definitely cover Massachusetts, like Stellwagen Bank, really well. Their response time is really, really fast. And they have a lot of information on their website, too. Because um, sometimes they're dealing with right whales. So mm. they have to really be on top of their stuff because they got super endangered whales yeah. that they respond to. And Hawaii has a team. Oh, yes. Ed, yeah. Lyman, Ed Lyman has his team. I'd be curious yeah. to listen to theirs because I wonder how many are coming back from Alaska over to there with them. Oh, usually definitely. they're disentangling Alaskan And that's got to be like, what, yeah. 8,000 miles or mm -hmm. something? Mm -hmm. that they're Because yeah. it's 5,000 from here, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So then from up there, it's got to be like eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Woo. Yeah, they, they definitely have reports of like Alaskan mm -hmm. fishing gear on those whales in exactly. Hawaii. Yeah, so maybe we'll, we can do that, guys. We'll get someone from one of the... The teams we know and uh, bring them here. You you folks will be fascinated at the the techniques and even kind of learn how difficult it really is. I know, like me and Slater, always freak out going, "I can just jump in here with a knife," but when you really look at the big picture, you're really putting yourself in danger. Uh, you know, just like a scared when they you approach a dog when they know it's scared. Imagine an animal a lot bigger than that dog scared. It's, oh yeah, it's gonna do some damage yeah. to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, the swipe of their peck fin could kill you. Exactly, and people yeah. have. People have, unfortunately, um, you know, have passed away in accidents involving whale entanglement. Mm -hmm. So it's yep. not a laughing matter. He, we all want to be heroes, but it's 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 scary at times. Well, and you have to do what's best for the animal, too. I mean, so they talk about you only get so many takes with a whale. You only get so many tries before you've stressed it out so much that the whale does not cooperate anymore. So if you screw it up on the first one royally by jumping in the water or something, then yeah. you may never save the whale. Yeah, and I've heard from... The Justins about how, especially with right whales, that fluke can swing around and literally touch their head. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened during the last. There was one a team member that died. It was a right whale disentanglement, and the right whale's fluke came around. Yeah. 
pretty They're very crazy. flexible animals for how big they are. Yeah, we know our humpbacks are, are flexible, but yeah, right whales, you look at them like, they look pudgy and slow, but oh yeah, they can move. Oh, wick whack ya. Yep. <laughs> hey, I, th- I came up with a cool use for crab pot. We have some decommissioned ones that were on the wharf, and I turned them into flower pots. <laughs> In case you guys don't know, Caitlin is obsessed with succulents. So if you want to buy a crab pot succulents, uh, Margo, Margo just bought that plant. You see it? Oh, nice. But it came with like a hurt leaf, but she's really sad about that part of it, but there's new leaves. Nice, nice. Um, so I guess it's been one whole week mm-hmm. since the last one. What did we? What did you see? Let's just start with... Monday. Monday. It's been a lot mellower out here. Let's take a look. When's the last time we met, guys? Mm, Probably like the day before, like Sunday t- or something. Sunday, <laughs> Tuesday. I don't know. Someday. I mean, I saw you guys today. What? <laughs> Earlier today. I saw you the guys. weather's been kind of windy this last week or so as well. Yeah, I guess it was like it turned out to be really fine yesterday. Oh, really? What's up with this claiming 25 knots and then like not... Actually, be like even yeah. Our how forecast, was this afternoon? It, it actually wasn't bad. It was doable. Yeah, I don't think that twenty-five knots of wind ever ever appeared. I don't know. So basically, I think every day we pretty much just had humpbacks, Pacific white-sided dolphins, northern right whale dolphins, and rizzos. Um, some trips haven't had the other two dolphins, the northern right whale dolphins and the Pacific white-sided dolphins, and then some have. Um, but it's been it's been pretty good. Did anyone see a blue whale? I saw oh, a blue yeah, we whale did see on yeah, Thursday. We had, a, we had a few blue whale sightings. Yeah. We had some, right off uh, Cannery Road. And they're Olympic blue whales, so they hold their breath forever. Yeah. Oh, are. yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. We <laughs> or get they're kinda... like only two breaths and then they're gone. And you're yeah. Like, oh, no, great. not even. Are you on the boat with us? Are you? It's not even you. that. It's two like breaths. one breath. Boom. One breath and they're, and they're gone. We've had a few blue whales do that to us. But uh, yeah, blue whales, white-sided, humpbacks, rizzos. And last time we saw what? Our 51s was the 21st for me. Orca sightings. Everyone's always fascinated by that. I think that, that was that. the last time we all saw them. Um, speaking of them holding their breath at, or taking one breath and then leaving, mm-hmm. someone commented on my Instagram and said, do you think they like you watching them? And like, or do you think it bothers them that you watch them or something like that? And I said, they could literally get away in mm-hmm. one breath hold if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of, I have a theory that there are whales that are less boat tolerant and we just never see them. Yeah. Because they there's plenty of food in remote parts of the coast where there is a lot less boat traffic and so I think there are some whales that just choose to forage without an audience. Yeah. We're in their home, so they can go any direction when we're yeah. out there. They can and leave us like straight down and then out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean I think there is definitely like some some like caution and finesse that you need to have when you're driving around whales. Um, well, yeah. Just to be more courteous, but mm-hmm. if they want to get away from you, oh yeah, they definitely can. Yeah, I get that question a lot. I don't want to say it's annoying, but it's kind of doesn't make sense when people come on the boat, whale watching with us. Look at the whales and look at us. And go, are we bothering the whales? It's like you know. We talked about this. Last yeah, time, it's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like we don't come out here purposely. Well, and here's a good example. I bother whales with the fifty ones on the twenty first. I think. All of the so all the boats came and looked at him because it was calm and it was like one of the first good sightings of the morning. And all of a sudden, we all realized that there was like a lot of boats there, and so boats started to leave, which is really nice that the Monterey fleet does that. Like, you know, the couple of the Moss Landing boats that had gotten there first were like, okay, we're gonna peel off, and then there was some Monterey boats, um, 
that also were like, okay, we got our looks. These whales are kind of just taking a nap. We're going to leave. And so that was really nice that all of a sudden it was like a whole bunch of boats showed up and then everybody kind of like sorted themselves out and left the whales, which was good. Because yeah. there's cases like that where, yeah, sure, the 51s, I've been had like, you know, eight or nine boats get ditched by them. Yeah. No problem. But it's also nice that they were courteous and were like, you know, our people got to see the whales. We'll go look yeah. for something else. And that was the day. And you know what? Now that you mentioned that was the day that someone last brought that up to me. And right. And they say that the whales are swimming right towards us. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we're not. None of us are out there to bother the whales. We clearly love them. We have a <laughs> podcast about them, so just trust us. We love them. It's our <laughs> it's our livelihood. We're not going to you know hurt harm or hurt what is you know luckily the best job in the world. We're not going <laughs> to yeah interfere with that. But a lot of whales also like are born in areas where there's um, whale watching in the breeding grounds, so they hear they understand what a boat is like from the day they're born. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. think about how much they've like become. Um, what is that word? Acclimatized, acclimated. I don't know about acclimatized. Acclimated. But don't Used be using that word. What's your language? <laughs> What's your language? Something more simple. <laughs> uh, uh, Habituated. Yes, my snake is looking at you. I have a zoo. I have a ball python. <laughs> You're like, look at this plant. Yes, my snake's looking at he's you. He's looking at Eric. <laughs> So it's been, yeah, humpbacks and dolphins. There's not a lot of humpbacks. Like, there's probably a lot in the whole entire bay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's like five or six humpbacks, yeah. so there's still quite a bit of humpbacks. And I, t- I told you that that fun fact that Marilia figured out, right? Hmm. That our humpbacks did show up, you know, on time. And then some of the ones that were identified here through Happy Whale went back down south towards Southern California. So please come back, humpbacks. I tell you guys this every year. I don't know why you don't get it. <laughs> well, I miss them. June is the worst. They come check in in it's April July. and May. Literally they get July. you excited. You're wrong. And in then like they leave. 30 hours. And last then they season, come back. Last season, I, watch. I, I'll even pull it up. I'm looking at 2019 right now, but they were here in double digits pretty much. If there's a lunch feeding on my birthday, yeah. I'm retiring early. <laughs> you think there'll be killer whales on my birthday? <gasps> there was. There was killer whales on my birthday, and then I left to Iceland the next day. Do you guys remember that? Was that last year or the year before? Two years ago now. But isn't that cool? Your so maybe July 3rd, we're going to have fat fins going to be here. I can sense it. <laughs> if you guys are looking to see killer whales, come on July 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a guarantee? Yes. Well, this episode, oh, this episode will be out by then. I was going to say, you're only giving them like... I'm just kidding. I'm not even going to probably be there on my birthday. I might like... Yep, I don't know. <laughs> doing something. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm probably not gonna do anything. I want to play video Welcome games. Welcome to being an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for sure probably gonna be there <laughs> because the weather's supposed to be good all week. Oh, is it? I don't know. <laughs> My birthday's on a Wednesday. You know what I did see though was two fully grown, already looking very wide humpback whales on Thursday, like. Big, big adults, which was pretty cool. Some of the biggest humpbacks I've seen all season so far. They were definitely like 50 plus feet. And when they came up, you were like, wow, these are some huge whales already. You know, what's so funny is I felt like back in March, like when we had all those humpbacks that were in the blue water and Mm -hmm. it was crazy. 
I was like, they came early. And I was like, <laughs> I remember like talking about it on Instagram, like daily, like all my posts were like, oh, so glad to see them back. And then they're just like not here. And I feel like it died like, off. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Something's a little tiny bit off this year. I'm looking at uh, 2018 records and it seems like more consistent days that we're getting humpbacks into the uh, double digits. And the, these last few days are repeatedly have putting down. You guys are single, so spoiled. Every year it's numbers. been later, Caitlin. So spoiled. Yeah. Don't listen to Caitlin. I'm looking at my. Caitlin doesn't know science. Here. Says the two that have not lived here as long as I have. Oh my God, you lived here so long. Check my degree. <laughs> <laughs> not even that. It's just anecdotal from spending time out on the water. Whatever. It's okay. They'll be back. It'll be okay. You promise? Yes, I promise. <laughs> the whales are coming will back. They still punch be lunch feeding? No. What? Well, yeah, will they still be lunch I'm feeding? I'm not promising the lunch here? feeding. I'm promising the whales will come back. Wait, I want to know something. Do you think they lunch feed every single summer in Monterey since the beginning of time? No. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. You think there's don't. a year that's gone by without zero lunch feeds in the bay? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Every year, that's kind of cool to think yeah, about. You're crazy talking. Like oh. one, what if it was just like one little chomp and that's it? That counts. Yeah, it's a that's a surface feeding. They're talking <laughs> about vertical lunges or side lunges. Does that count? Vertical. Oh, you know what, you guys? I swear, I've only seen the humpbacks actually feed on. Like I know they could be feeding on krill, but I've only seen them at the surface feed on krill like one time. And the one time I got that cool. Oh, video I was gonna say you have drone. a drone video of it. It's like the one, one of my time favorite videos. It. We haven't really had a big curl year since I moved here, honestly. Could that happen this year? I mean, maybe. I just haven't really seen a lot of krill. And I haven't seen any egg yolk jelly since before I moved here. Yeah, you know what's funny is I've been talking to that with a few people. Yeah, the jellies just are not here yet. Hopefully they do show up. But I Half Moon a... Bay is supposedly getting a good yeah. good amount of jellies right now, a little bit cool. north of us. What kind of jellies? Moons, at least. I, I heard a Chrysora thing up... Um, up in that area too because the people that fly the turtle survey said they saw lots of prey but no turtles they fly a turtle survey yeah, yeah they fly planes to they... look they oh fly i thought they were flying planes. turtles i'm like what <laughs> i was like no Dude. they fly a plane to look for turtles uh, speaking of flying things to look for things they've been seeing lots of great whites yeah great whites mm. are once again all these little youngsters are close to our shoreline here in the bay little youngsters are like 12 feet some of them are, I guess. Some of them are 14, they're saying. Really? That's what I read mm -hmm. today. But the little ones are still there, the usual little Facebook. six foot. What do you do when you see a 12 foot gray white, Caitlin? Look at it. Look at it. She won't even look at my snake, but she'll look at a great white. I know. <laughs> Why are you afraid of this little cutie? I'm not afraid. Maybe Don't worry. You can come back out here. Caitlin's not that No, mean. stay in there. Stay in your hide. Well. Whale. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Have you guys heard any whale news? Um, sad whale news. Sad whale news. I'm tired of sad yeah, news. Yeah, just six dead right whales this season. Oh, where was that at? Um, most of them oh, have been in the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Yeah. Have we talked about that um, beluga narwhal? Oh, the narluga what? or whatever. Who did that? Um, Nature. Did yeah. That. So what's the what's the backstory on the skull? A skull just from. Google it. It's been around for a while, but then all of a sudden someone's like. Look, got a closer look, and then maybe even did DNA going, Hey, yeah, so this this is beluga narwhal hybrid exists. There's how do they know? It's, how do they know it's between those two? Because of the skull size and shape, and the teeth, and the teeth like the f bottom jaw and the front, they're all twisted like a narwhal tusk, which is actually technically teeth, and then, um. 
the fact that it has that many teeth indicates that it must be a beluga hybrid. Yeah, narlugas, that's what they're calling it. Oh, I saw that picture, actually. The teeth looked funkadilly. Yeah, so what happens, I guess the full story is in the 80s, Inuit uh, hunter actually uh, killed one, and he realized it was really strange looking. So that's what happened. And they had the in the 1980s or the 1880s? 1980s, yeah. Okay. It's Inuits, so they're still allowed to. I thought there was some record of the else. skull being like way older. Well, than I'm that, looking at the article right yeah. here that's telling me the 1980s. Oh, they found a skull. Yeah. Uh, I thought you guys saw one in the wild. No, no, he, no. He actually no. Killed, this is killed, from a skull. No, he actually killed <laughs> killed these animals. Oh, yeah. this is so they recent. didn't have a photo of it though, yeah. of it alive. Yeah. They just have the skull. Yeah, I'm looking That's at weird. the article right now. That's a bummer. In the 80s, yeah, the hunter. Yeah, we, should get those, we should get um, the people that live there a uh, camera. Take pictures of their catches. And probably they're just like, whatever, dude. I'm hunting this thing. Yeah, me. so this is the verified through yeah DNA. That's how they. Oh, cool! So they were able yeah. to drill some, some. I DNA. learned a I learned a cool word. What? In situ. In situ. He's Tell been them. saying it. A, he's been saying it a lot the last few days. Really, I haven't heard him say it. <laughs> I've been just telling Eric about it. So it's when you you, if you take a picture of an animal in C two, it's before their behavior has been altered by your presence. I think, right? Science. Eric, mostly. Google it. In C two is like is in in yeah, the moment in in, in, in the nature, environment. In its natural environment. Yeah. Yeah, but it's before you like. Yeah, but once you've you've changed it, if you've changed the behavior, if you've like lifted the rock and moved it out, like if it's a snake or something. Yes. Dang it! I didn't learn the word. You're close. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I need a little pocket dictionary. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Just, you have a phone, dude. That's what it's words. for. Just science words. Science dictionary. Oh, by the way, Siri tells you jokes. Yes. Where does a um, where does a boat go when it's sick? I don't know. The, the dock. dock. The, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's <All right>. dumb. <laughs> is there dumb. is there any uh, marine mammal conferences? Aren't you going to one? Um, there's hopefully I'm hopefully going to the one in Barcelona in December, which is the World Marine Mammal Conference. So. The Society for Marine Mammalogy and the European Cetacean Society are combining their conference together in Barcelona in December. And I find out on Friday if the poster abstract we submitted got accepted or not. So You're we'll only going to go for that? Um, yeah. It's, I mean, I really love Barcelona, but it's pretty far away and it's pretty expensive. So we'll see. Rough. But then the next ACS conference is next year. He's going to be in Monterey. We'll see. There's a lot of people that want it to be in Monterey, but no one's decided officially yet. Oh, well. Isn't it? Is it Monterey's turn? It was Newport the other day, right? So and then it's back to Monterey, right? I mean, or does it go we somewhere could take else? it wherever we want. It's like sweet. Not my yeah. house. It's not big enough. Puget Sound <laughs> or Ooh, Oregon, San Juan or, Island. Yeah. Will people meet on the island? The, potentially. I mean, I have a boat that you guys could possibly go on <laughs> if you do it September 21st or 22nd. <laughs> Of this year, I'm talking next year. Uh, well, there's seven spots left <laughs> on my San Juan Island trip. If you guys are interested in looking for uh, transient orcas, resident orcas, humpbacks, and tons of marine life, Eric's not invited, so he's You can he's also do mad. eagle watching. Oh, you're just mad because I'm 
Could it be in the Atlantic? Oh yeah, you're oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, would have came, but you're in Iceland. You're gonna be in Iceland? You Wait, you're taking a cruise the there? Yeah. Dude, sailing. look out for icebergs for real. <laughs> I'm not afraid Dude, of icebergs float from Greenland all the way into Iceland. Yeah, but, uh, well, there's not too many icebergs left. Did so. we talk about this? It's a marine mammal. The polar so, bear? Yeah, did we talk about it? You and I talked about it. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. So when I was in Iceland, the guy, the owner of the whale watch company, actually, yeah, let's just say he was the owner. He told, <laughs> was telling us a story of how a polar bear from Greenland was on an iceberg and it drifted all the way across from Greenland to Iceland and then obviously it melts on it along its way and then it swims the rest of the way. Dude, that's one hungry polar bear by the time it gets to Iceland. So it's a really sad story because the polar bear will basically eat anything, including people, once it gets to land. Bummer. That they have to like put it to sleep. Mm. So it was a really sad story, but it's also really crazy that a polar bear can just like drift across the ocean. I mean, if your ride's going across the ocean, dude, you're going. But how are they in the water swimming and not freezing? Because they have special, like, fat and hair for that. Yeah, but come on. They're not sea otters. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have fat. That's how they're not a sea otter. <laughs> you, th- you think that it can, they're, like, their blubber layer's thick enough to, like, it's almost, like, whale thick or nah? Mm, I don't think it's whale thick. Not but whale it's, thick, but, like, but dolphin they have hair. thick. Dolphin thick? I don't know. What do you think, Eric? I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know much about that. But they are considered marine mammals, right? Or polar bears. Uh, oh, my gosh. If you look in some field guides about marine mammals. Some people put them in, in there. there. Yeah. Some people don't. What do you consider them, Eric? I, I hear I hear this debate all the time. I, I technically consider them a, a marine mammal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I they, want to see. They eat other marine mammals. You know, they're, they're living. Their environment's very marine. They'll swim from like, you know, iceberg. I guess some of them do go pretty far inland, though. Yeah. Looking for food. So, that, um, a a bunch of polar bear pictures with them digging through trash has just been brought up recently on it. I saw it on social media. Really sad. Well, what are we going to do? Pick up your trash. (laughs) I think they were in a landfill. You guys want to hear my million dollar idea? What? Okay. I'm teaming up with 7-Eleven. We just uh, got metal straws that are Slurpee straws. And when you buy a Slurpee in the straw, you get um, a free one the next time. A free Slurpee. Are you serious or are you just making things up? Of course I'm making that up. You think I teamed up with 7-Eleven? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool though? Didn't we mention this Dude, the other day when we bought someone, Slurpees? Okay. If someone can design a Slurpee straw though, like sell that to 7-Eleven. Dude, cause... it would be like a knife. <laughs> I have this, a point at that. Didn't we... Oh yeah, we got Slurpees there, Dave. We well, were I guess you could that. you yeah. can make it more of a kind of like a spoon at the end, yeah. the bottom, right? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. They do got you metal, actually use that though? Metal, bo- I kind of do. I could. Eric just admitted he uses. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> got him. No, can you can you edit that part out? <laughs> that's why we were talking. That's why I bought no, this I know, out. Remember? I yeah, I like Slurpees. I always feel bad with the boba straws, but luckily there's metal boba straws now. That's what I'm doing on my birthday. Getting boba? boba? No, it's a free Slurpee. Seven, oh, seven, wait, 7-11 7-11 Your birthday's not 7-11 Your birthday's 7-3 <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> No, your own birthday Can't you get a free Slurpee on your birthday? Oh, oh no, that's like Maybe I've that's like free tried. pancakes at like Denny's or something I, I've never tried that Hey guys, hey, polar what? bear, the Latin name Translates to maritime bear Wow mm, Eric hitting us with the facts Alright you guys, we're totally off not marine mammal. Talk. No, we're marine no, we mammal adjacent. Realized, yeah, polar bears are. 
No, but the straws. Well, I guess it is. It's all going well. Plastic's going with the ocean right now. So. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately. Oh. Nah, I'm not gonna talk about it. It's too sad. (laughs) Don't worry. We we talked about so much sad stuff already. We're all adults here. Okay. Well, that sea lion that's been around with the salmon flasher in its mouth. Oh yeah. Oh, there's so many too. And the flasher is like a it's like a big lure, but it doesn't have a hook on it. It's like. It creates a flash to kind of lure the fish into the area, and then there's yeah. usually but yeah. it's tied like with a long leader and uh, then the anchovy. hook or what? There's usually an yeah. anchovy trail so behind it. That... If it's in the mouth, then the hook's like way down in the sea line. Yeah. Um, anyways, they've been trying to catch. I don't know if it's the same sea lion or if there's multiple, but I um, Eric there had a video. Are multiple. Yeah, Eric Ugh. had a video of them trying to catch it in Moss Landing, and I actually called the Marine Mammal Center not yesterday, two days ago. And sent them photos that I took of it. And I guess they went out there and tried again. But where it was, it could easily just jump off into the water. Yeah, the other problem is if it's by a bunch of other sea lions, they won't go for it because they'll flush all the other sea I'll lions. I'll show you the picture. It was underneath the um, f- uh, wharf, too. You got a video of it, Eric? What was it in Moss Landing? Like, where was it? Uh, just on a dock. Just on the dock across mm-hmm. from the ocean. This one was under wharf, too, you know, in the big pillars. That's such a bummer. Yeah. I mean, you got to think how big that flasher is. That's a big sea lion. Yeah. So that's another resource. If you see a pinniped in in distress, call the Marine Mammal Center if you're in California. Um, There's different regions, too. they they got signs everywhere nowadays that help you out. I called the one in Moss Landing, but there's one further north, I think. Sausalito, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then down south, there's the Pacific Marine Mammal Center, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's a few in between that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, and this is now too. probably. Uh, okay, so how do you feel about them taking sea lions that have been bitten by sharks? Mm. I don't know if they do, actually. I'm just wondering. I feel like they I've, might because people always like if you show a picture of that, people are like, oh, my God, did you save it? Yeah. So there's a few where like I've seen this like bones exposed, like the spine and stuff. It's been hit like by the back flippers. And I'm like, okay. Marine Mammal Center should probably pick that one up. But there was one that was like bit right in the abdomen that they didn't pick up. And we watched it heal all summer and it was fine. Yeah. I mean, it's gross until it's healed, but it healed and it's fine. Yeah. There was one out there like a week ago, a couple weeks ago. It's on the rock wall. There's no way yeah. to get it. Um, but it was crazy shark bite. You can see all the different like layers of teeth yeah. and tear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, sometimes the stress of... Catching the sea lion, driving it up to the facility, giving it antibiotics is what kills it instead of the bite itself. Yeah. So sometimes I, I look at it and I'm like, eh, I think it'll be okay. But if I see like guts hanging out or like exposed bones, I'm like, okay, we should probably call. How do you guys feel about, well, so, okay. So obviously a shark is a natural animal that eats sea lions. That's yes. what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's true too. So I'm like, if you're taking it away and it was sadly meant to die, mm-hmm. you just took like a crab's food away, uh, whatever else food away. Rock you know what fish. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's then, true. But then like if you see something that is Human caused cost. by humans. Yeah. Then I yeah. Call. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like when it's like this, a fishing lure or a crab pot. Yeah. You know, and we yeah. obviously as humans did that, then 
I think it's definitely a good reason to call. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't call. If you see something hurt, you may not know what it's caused from. You yeah. Know, not the average person might not know it's a shark bite. They might have yeah. Been got yeah. It's really interesting. Shot to see at or something. You know. Viewpoints so in that. Like you when, should just call the Marine Mammal Center yeah. or a center. Anyways. Like when the El Nino incidents happened, you know, myself, All the I starving was ones, at these, yeah. you know, centers helping out. And like a lot mm-hmm. of us at the aquarium who had any husbandry knowledge were called to, to go there. And then some people were saying, you know, why are you using so many resources on a natural occurring thing? Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of controversy over that stuff. I'm just yeah. That's, what people think. that's true, too. You kind of have to look at the population, too. But I mean, I don't know. That's a hard one, like, because how many different breeding rookeries don't exist anymore that could, like, repopulate eventually? Are they all one stock? Are they not? Like, it's kind of a hard decision. And, and but, sea lions yeah. are technically considered overpopulated, right? Or no? Depending on the area, there's still a lot of it, especially nowadays with the whole Or they just say that in Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's so funny that they say that there when there's, like, tons more here. Yeah. I think the fishermen just don't it, like it, them down there. People <laughs> like me and you, Slater. I know exactly. That's what I was just about to I say. I grew up hearing, like, oh, no, yeah. sea lions. Me and you growing up around fishermen, you know, we always we were always taught there's too many of them and they steal our fish. Well, know? they always say, like, in this one of the speeches down there, it's like they, they double in population every seven to ten years. How do you feel hmm. about that? Yeah. Is that a made-up fact? I feel like that's a made-up fact. <laughs> yeah, but these animals, I, I mean, it's, it's sea lions, unfortunately, they have always gotten a bad rap. Like, yeah. I always tell people about the 20s when commercial fishing, you know, tell, Slater hears me talk about this all the time. In the 20s when commercial fishing really took a boom here, people were just slaughtering them. They mm-hmm. think there were only 2,000 left. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they definitely have made a huge recovery. And did you guys hear that there was a sea lion pup born in Monterey Harbor? Yeah, I saw the photos, actually. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, at the breakwater. And I think the mom and pup are still there because someone posted a video of the mom and pup, like, doing a swimming lesson. <laughs> That's wow. Cool. Yeah. That we need to see. And there actually is a rookery, a very small rookery on Año Nuevo Island in San- Santa Cruz. So they do breed up here, too, a little bit. Most of our sea lions do migrate south, but there is a little breeding colony there. I wonder if they there. breed on the Fairlands. They, I think they do. Probably, uh, right? Yeah, a small. Sure. I think there's a small group. Yeah, there's a lot of animals there, but I'm not sure if they're actually breeding. Yeah, that's a good question. I think we probably have a few listeners. I know we have a, like two or three listeners from San Francisco. They might know. Well, I think that about wraps this one up, huh? I think so. Yes, I think so. We need some cool sightings to happen. Be patient. The whales will come back. I'm sick of being Have patient. some faith, you guys. The whales will come back. I believe it. Okay, good. I just need some photos. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be able to count back into double digits of humpbacks every day. Oh my Spoiled. Gosh. I just want to like Spoiled. turn my camera off and not like have to be watching for every moment. I want to like just enjoy them when they're so plentiful. I want so many whales around. I don't have to choose all my shots wisely. Yeah. <laughs> We're like so spoiled here. We're talking about I want humpbacks nah, in double kidding. digits. There's people who are like, I just want to see something with a blowhole. <laughs> Any cetacean will do. God, I'm spoiled. A couple people today on the boat were from Germany. They came all the way here to see. Oh, yeah, that's right. And um, it was their first time seeing humpback. Cool. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) And it it was a good show today, huh? Yeah, they actually weren't bad. They popped up really close to the boat twice. When they were so far away, like they they went so far away from us, and then like we're just like cruising along, and then on the opposite side of us, they popped up like yeah, swing a couple hundred feet back away and forth or, under a, us. or a couple hundred yards <laughs> away. Yeah, we weren't going yeah. anywhere and just kept on popping up next to us. It was neat. So that was cool. Nice. All right, you guys. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Whale Nerds. Yes, please. And what else? 
Um, think about joining us on Patreon if you can. Yeah, and also, guys, uh, send in topic suggestions as much as you can. Uh, in fact, uh, oh, man, you know what? Yeah, Antonio, actually, you sent me some. I forgot to look back at them today. But, uh, yeah, guys, keep on sending these topics to us. Uh, Tony, you got a topic for us today, Eric? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That'll <laughs> be for I episode 28. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, guys, keep on sending us stuff either uh, to our personal Instagram accounts or our Well Nerds account. And uh, if you guys meet us on the boat, yeah, feel free to come up and say hi. I've been meeting a lot of people on the boat who I didn't know listened. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.